Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. What's going on the clock radio? How are you guys doing in that podcast world on this beautiful Friday, December 11th? I can't wait to get it on, man. What's going on, George? How you doing, sir? I'm pumped. It's another show. It's another podcast. We're going to give the people what they want. Absolutely. Get it. Absolutely. Hey, fans. Stay locked in. Stay with us. We got so much we got to talk about. We have the NBA. We got to talk about Harden, where he's going to be landing at. We got NCAA, of course, the big news coming out of there with the Big Ten. We got to talk about this no Michigan versus Ohio State, the conspiracy that is Michigan <laughs> trying to dodge these games. We also got a lot of things going on in the NFL, man. Uh, Des Bryant. We got Dash Prescott. We want to talk about Wentz getting benched. We have playoffs. And, of course, we're going to do our pickums again. Don't go anywhere. It's me, Raul Escano, with my right-hand man, George Martinez, on the clock. It's Friday. It's time to get loose. It's payday. It's payday for some people, man. Come on, Tampa. Time to bring the juice, baby. Let's get it. Bro, you know how much of a classic this is right now? Do you know how much I'm having fun with this? The staple. Oh, my God. You know... What's going really on, man? On. What what is going on right now? This is a beautiful Friday. What's what's up, George? How are you been, man? I love it. I love it, man. I'm I've been doing great, man. I can't complain. How about yourself? Man, I'm I'm good, man. Listen, I want to congratulate you first and foremost. I love listening to the fantasy football podcast that you did on Wednesday. It's going to be out every Wednesday, just so everybody knows. Every Wednesday, George is going to go ahead and give us a fantasy football breakdown. You guys that are doing your playoffs, and I know, like like I told you before, you're so heavy into it. I don't know why people don't listen to you. You know what I mean? You should be charging for this shit. Like, that's what you really should be doing is let's charge people for these for the information. I'm not going to lie. I got a couple of text messages today from, from a few listeners that uh, tuned into the show, and they said the same thing. Like, why are you giving advice during the playoffs? Right. We don't need We don't need people listening to the show to find out how to win in the playoffs. Can you delete the podcast? Can you take it off the air? And I said, no, the people deserve to know what to do in the playoffs. And you know what? They're, they're kind of half right because you know what? It's probably, you know, it's probably you're giving advice and they got to play the person that they did not want to listen to that advice. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. He has exactly these guys he's talking about. But it's good stuff. So every Wednesday, be sure that you guys are locked in looking for that stuff. And you're more than welcome to hit us up uh, through email on the clock radio at was on the clock radio 20 at gmail.com. Talk to us. Give us advice. If you want to hit us up on Facebook and Instagram, do that stuff, man. Yeah. And, and not for nothing, you know, I want to talk about briefly cam Akers blew it up for the Rams last night against the Patriots. I talked about it on the show. I talked about if you need a running back to play this week, cam Akers was your guy. Did did he not deliver? 25 carries, yep. 160 yards, and a touch. You cannot ask anything more from a guy that you can easily pick up a waivers, plug him into your lineup. You heard it on our show yesterday, right before the game. 
Shame on you if you didn't pick him up. I did. And you know what's funny? Our other fantasy football sports shows that I listen to didn't even have him having a big game. Didn't even call it that way. Some did, some did not. And that's why you're like, hey, man, you guys got to. Because remember, George, I told you, there's somebody at ESPN. There's somebody at these. They're listening to this show. I know we have Michigan people that are listening. Shout out to Michigan. I know everybody's out there. Just I know there's somebody that's heavily listening to us because what ended up happening? And, and he, let me go back even further. I'm going to go back even further to the bubble when I th- believe it was the Rockets played the Lakers. I think that's who they were playing. And the Lakers kicked that. They booted them out. Yep. I told you Harden's leaving. Yep. Westbrook's done. We called yep. this because you could and, see and, and it. They're gone. They're gone. And they're out of here. They're out of here. And now other things are happening. The Harbaugh, the conspiracy that is COVID, Michigan, just like FSU did to get out of the Clemson ass whooping. <laughs> they did it. To, I, I know somebody's listening to this show and they're like, oh, this is really good shit. Let's go ahead and get this. How do they know? You know what the problem is? We let the, we release this at six in the morning. We're doing this at so early in the morning. They have enough time to be like, oh, 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 we don't go on till 10. So let's go. Let's write this shit up. Guys, if this guy's legit, what do they know? Right. Oh, shit. They're right. Just, They're right. What, you know what I'd rather them do? Instead of just, just taking our material, give me a call. Bring me on the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a great job. Speaking of coming on to the show, did you happen to check in yesterday oh, on our boy. girl? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I know. I luckily, I know we try so hard. Oh my goodness! We try, we try for a solid forty-five minutes to get on Ruthie Truth and and the Grammatica show that, that she's a co-host of. Grammatica wasn't able to join on, so they had some other guy on there for for the day. And I think he's on there today as well. From again, nine to eleven weekdays. You guys want to check it out? The Grammatica show, definitely uh, check it out. But. And Tampa should we know that name, right? On. Tampa should know that it's Absolutely. Grammatica. Automatic Grammatica. Automatic is. Grammatica. The kicker for the Bucks. A very famous kicker. So my favorite memory of Grammatica was he did something for the Bucks that we typically have never done. Yes, I know you're going to say win a football game. <laughs> I, I, I was going to keep my comments to myself, but go ahead. I know, I know, I know. You Dolphin fans can't contain yourself. We are sticking our chest out until I... My record is better than yours right now. So whenever this ends, because also we called that way back when. But go ahead. We did. We did. But Grammatica is known for kicking a game 63-yard winning field goal in Lambeau Field, okay, under 50-degree weather. Why is that important to Buccaneer history? Up until then, the Bucks had not won a game when the weather was under 60 degrees. 60 degrees. Jesus. When when it was 60 and under, if you might as well give the Bucks an L because they they were not very good in cold weather games. And this is when we had Sap, Brooks, Ronnie Barra. We had the crew, right? We we were good. Right. And Grammatica put that to an end. We walked out. There were four seconds left. He kicked a 60-yard field goal in Lambeau Field against Brett Favre, Greg Jennings, the crew that they had over there in Green Bay. Right. For a game-winning field goal. His podcast, not as exciting as a game-winning field goal, I have to say. Uh, but I know you joined the show. I did, man. And you had a blast. So tell us <laughs> tell us about that, man. So so if everybody needs to know, and we have a, a, a 
Beauty in the Cleats is a podcast on FanStreamSports.com. Shout out to FanStreamSports.com. Been phenomenal. Great family. Been listening to us. JP, thank you for bringing us on. Um, so anyway, they, she's part of that family. She's part of the FanStreamSports.com family. Her, she has her own show podcast as well called Beauty in the Cleats. And on top of that, she does another show, which is on TV, which is called The Grammatica Show. So you can catch it live. You can If you go follow at Ruth the Truth or at Beauty in the Cleats on Twitter, they announce every time they're coming on. They show it all stuff. So it's great. So this just so happens. I'm like, you know what? I got some time today. I'm going to watch the show. I usually watch maybe maybe once or twice a week. And again, everybody, it's on from 9 to 11, uh, Monday through Friday. It's, it's, a, it's a good sports show put on by Grammatica. Well, the blasphemy that was coming from her, her, her <laughs> special guest, co-host, fill-in, whoever you want to call them. That's 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 her feeling, okay? Also, you're gonna be glad to know this, George. This is this is the funny part. It's her fucking boss. That's the guy that signs what? the checks, bro. <laughs> so I know what you guys are thinking, like, what happened? If anybody that knows sports, okay, anybody that knows sports, you know automatically bullshit when you hear it. Absolutely. Oh my god. Like you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm interested to get your opinion on this. I don't want to stand too long, but I, I definitely want to get your opinion on this. If I was to tell you, Dan Marino, elite, but wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I agree. But wait, if Dan Marino, Russell Wilson, Jim Kelly, um, Aaron Rodgers were not were just good quarterbacks, they're just good. If I use the word good, they're just good quarterbacks. Is there a bullshit card somewhere? Can I play the bullshit card? The word good is average. You're telling me these are average quarterbacks. They're not elite. They're not Peyton Manning, which I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute now. <laughs> Time out. Without some of those legends, Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning. So re- let's relax. But for the argument's sake, he just blasted Dan Marino. Like Dan Marino's not an elite quarterback. I don't, I don't know what was the big deal. Now, Steve Rod, uh, Steve, not Steve Rogers, Steve Young. Oh, yeah, Steve Young's a great elite quarterback. Steve Young? He's elite? I think, I think he was a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. The scrambling, the runs, it was amazing to watch. Elite? So he told me, bro, he told me literally on the show that, uh, well, first off, first off, anybody that knows me knows I love to wear hats, Okay. <laughs> this guy clowned me because I'm wearing a hat indoors. Well, my mother told me, well, yeah, this ain't the 60s. So let's let's relax. We've we've grown since then, buddy. Okay. All right. And I like to wear my hats. Inside. Well, when you spend 15 years in the military and you're not allowed to do that stuff. You know what I mean? I want to wear my hat. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, he he thinks these guys are not elite quarterbacks. He thinks they're not. It's not. It's not um, up to standards. He also thinks that. Which I don't get it. He thinks the game today is too boring. It's way too boring. The game today is way too boring. The whole time I'm thinking, what? So I hit up Ruth the Truth. I want to come on the show. I come on the show, and he's telling me the same stuff. He's like, they're not. Dan Marino was a good quarterback. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But he's not elite. I'm thinking myself, Hall of Fame is the definition of elite. You, how did, not everybody gets in the Hall of Fame. Steve DeBerg is not in the Hall of Fame. Scotty Mitchell is not in the Hall of Fame. Charlie Batch is not in the Hall of Fame. 
It just it's what it is. These guys aren't in there. They were good quarterbacks. They weren't fucking elite. And what's your definition of elite, George? Like, if you had to put a brand on it, what's elite to you? What what's the standard? Like, because I understand we have to have separation between good, average, okay. I get it. You get a yellow jacket and you're in Canon Hall. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're telling me that's not good enough? I don't know. If you're in the Hall of Fame, you're definitely elite. That's what I thought. I thought it was I thought that's what it was. I thought to myself, wait a minute. Anything that is a individual career achievement. Right. So I'm I'm gonna use current quarterbacks and I'll use, you know, Tom Brady and Drew Brees. They're going back and back back and forth with the uh, all time touchdown passing record right yeah. now. They keep passing the torch every other week. That's good. Um you're gonna tell me neither one of those guys are elite. He he's gonna say they are elite because one they have won a Super Bowl. They were they've reached a pinnacle and they won. But according to this guy, he's waiting till they're done playing to reflect back. And that's the other part. I need to see their body of work is what he said. I'm like, their body of work? I mean, that's a guy that can't 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 see greatness when he sees it. You mean to tell me Russell Wilson is not a and again, coming out of college, nobody knew. Just like Brady, nobody knew Brady was going to be good. Brady was a what, six, uh, uh, six round six draft round pick. pick. He was six round pick. Nobody knew. Okay, but he's elite. He's the goat right now. His body yeah. work speaks for itself. He's a goat. Russell Wilson, who's been what nine, ten years, is an elite quarterback. He is. So is Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and the thing that bothered me on the show was, oh, what has Aaron Rodgers done? He hasn't won a Super Bowl. That guy has done more with no receivers. Right. If he doesn't have Devontae Adams, people may not know who he's passing the ball to ever. And that's true to say, too. And he has done more with less than any other elite. Because every elite quarterback has a guy. Yeah. Every elite quarterback has a guy. Tom Brady is, is maybe, you know, an asterisk to that because he did a lot of years without somebody. But you still think mm-hmm. about Wes Walker was a guy. Edelman was a guy. Randy Moss was a guy. He had a couple of years where he had none of those guys, but he always had Gronk. Right. And Gronk was his guy. You think about Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. You think about Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison. You think about, you know, these guys that played in the league. Always had Mark Brunel. Had Isaac Bruce, Tory Hall. Right. Right. They always had a guy. Even Steve Young had Terrell Owens had Tor- to throw the ball to. Right. He had Jerry Rice to throw the ball to. So all these quarterbacks had a guy. Joe Montana had Jerry Rice. Yeah. Right. These guys that were that we think of as elite quarterbacks had a guy that they can hand the ball to. Um, whether it be throwing or hand the ball, you, you mentioned Scott Mitchell, you know, that played for the the Detroit Lions. Yep. Back in the day, he had a pretty darn good receiver out there as well. Yep. That played for him. Not only did he have Barry Sanders, but he had a guy he can throw the ball out there too. Yep. So all these guys had somebody else. But again, it's an individual award for the individual greatness. So for me, is you know, you asked the question, what what does it take to be an elite quarterback? Did you influence or change the game? Absolutely. Uh, go ahead. I love where this is going. Go ahead. And if you're a guy that changed the game, you are a Hall of Fame elite caliber individual. So we'll go back back in the day and we'll use the, the Randall Cunninghams. Right. right. 
we'll use a Doug Williams. We'll use even the Michael Vicks, Donna McNabb, you know, Warren those Moon, guys. Freaking. Warren Moon. They all changed the game because they, they added a running element to a stagnant statue quarterback. Yes. That was part one. All right. Okay, great. Then you take your guys like Kurt Warner, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, that's still that's still in the league, Kurt Warner. These guys changed the game as far as we, we were talking about this before. 3,000 yards was a standard. If you threw for 3,000 yards, you were great. You were elite. If you throw for 3,000 yards today, you're like, oh, hey, high five. You did your job. Thanks. Right now, the center is 5,000 yards. Because of the guys like Marino and Jim Kelly and those guys that, that came before that showed, hey, we can actually throw the ball down the field. That's There's right. something to be said about that. And, and Coach was like, oh, shit, we should start scheming that way to right. push the ball down the field because that's an opportunity. We can gain big chunks of yards. We can b- get explosive. That's how explosive plays got created. Because the NFL back in the day was I pro set, two oh, fullbacks, a running back, yeah. hand the ball off. 21 personnel, man. Yeah, however you want to get all it. it was. Two, two tight ends, two fullbacks, and a running back. That's all it was. I had no idea. And, it, and the game continued to evolve, but it took those guys like, you know, Montana. It took those guys like Steve Young. It took those guys like Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Reno Cunningham, Warren Moon, Doug Williams to push the game forward and say, hey, we can throw the ball down the field. Where now, if you can't throw the ball for four or 5,000 yards, you may, you may not make it in the NFL. Right. I, listen, and, and I agree with you. And, and you know, it's funny when he said Aaron Rodgers didn't win a Super Bowl. I was like, yes, he did. He won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and he's he's thrown for four, five thousand yards every other year, man. Like that's crazy. So Matthew the, Stafford is a gunslinger, and even though he hasn't won, but shit, he's a good quarterback. He's changed the game because what Matthew Stafford brought to the game was he started to bring out the different arm angles. Yes. He's the guy that allowed the Patrick Mahomes of the world to be drafted, even thought of, because they're like, oh shit, this guy can sling the ball sideways. Yeah, throwing the river is another guy. What do you mean he's not throwing over the top? It's crazy. Right. right. right, right. And, and those two guys were guys that allowed your Patrick Mahomes, your Lamar Jackson, as far as their throwing angles, to be involved in the NFL today. Exactly. I, I had a hard time being on that show, man. It's a good show. Ruth does a great job. She, she does. And let me tell you something. She, she knows her sports, job. man. She, she can does. flip into any sports, any kind of major league that you want. You want to talk about baseball? She's got it. You want to talk about hockey? She can do it. She's the well-versed. only downside. The only downside. And, and again, I love the girl. I think she does a great job. She's a Cowboys fan. And, you know, not everybody's perfect, George. <laughs> Everybody has to go to church. Everybody's got to go to church, man. Nobody's perfect. But again, again, she does a great job with what she does. I just that co-host that the guy and again it's not the co-host. I'm not gonna say it's Gramatica. It's, it's a not the normal guy that's there. It's not the normal guy. He's there. A, he's and no, there's there's a reason why he's behind a desk and not a camera. And he needs to stay there. Oh my god, he has no stats. No, I, I told you already what he what I think he supports. But whatever, you know it is <laughs> it is what it is. But that's what I did yesterday, and and it was it was. I, and if I ever get to go back, I'll go back. But it's got to we. I don't know. I, I'm calling in today. I'm oh calling in today. I'm yeah, call in at nine o'clock. See what they say, man. I, oh my god, it was it was it was enlightening, is what it was, man. 
Uh, but moving on, moving on, I want to talk about the NBA, man. Big news, James Harden, we've called this before. We've said this a million times. He wasn't happy. And I, I, we even said it when Westbrook went over there originally. It didn't work in OKC because that Harden. wasn't a good marriage. It wasn't. Harden did not like coming off the bench when he was in OKC to play for Westbrook and Durant, and that's what he was. He wasn't even a starting five until they got down the road into the playoffs. But again, okay, years go by. Maybe we're all past it. We can be great friends. And for a while there, everybody was fooled. They're at baseball games. They're loving each other. They're high-fiving. And then you can see going on and on. You're like, wait a minute now. Because Westbrook wants to take over a game, and so does Harden. And like, okay, well, I guess you'll do it, so I'll pass the ball to you. But now Harden wants out of the Rockets. He wants out of bat. You know what I'm saying? To deny $50 million a year? Yeah, boy. Yeah, you want out of here really bad. So now the name's on the list, and this is where I'm excited for. Oh, uh, why are you excited? This is why I'm excited, man. My my city is about to get popping here in a little bit, okay? No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Here we go. We just need the moms to get their shit together, and we're good to go. Okay? <laughs> but one of the teams that are on the list for Harden's destination is the Miami Heat. Let me tell you something. If he comes to the Heat, I'm acting a plum fool. I'm acting a donkey. I'm going to grow my beard the hell out. <laughs> you can't tell me anything. I'm going to be a, a hardened freaking look so, like. Here's a problem I have with that. Okay, what's up? Okay, and, and yes, I'm happy for your Heat that they're in the honorable mention of the Harden sweepstakes. If I'm Miami... I don't want James Harden. I don't want him at all. Why? Why would you want a a, a ball hog dominating two guard when you got Jimmy Butler? And, and when I say Jimmy Butler, the crew that Jimmy Butler has molded, created, developed, he's, he's nurtured those guys. He has done everything you want as a Heat fan, and now you want to bring a guy that wants to play isolation basketball, put himself on the elbow, put everybody else on the other side, let me shoot a three, go play defense, because I'm not going to play defense. <laughs> That's true, because the Heat do play defense. As, as as Knowing Jimmy Butler, as far as his character and who he's known for, that's a blue-collar kind of guy. Yeah. That's a guy that's going to tell you, you bring ass to work. Right, we, we got shit I to do. I don't think James Harden fits that. I don't think he fits... The, the Miami scheme, yes, I think Eric Spolch is a great coach. I, he coached, you know, LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. He managed Ray Allen. He managed that entire crew when they went through their their, 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 their run over there in Miami, you know, a couple of years ago. But I don't think you need Harden. Well, we need a score. That, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, again, I'm just happy that we're, we're even in consideration for the run for this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, I think it's because we did it phenomenal in the bubble, man. They just played hard and they had a good culture going on. I agree with you, though. I think Harden doesn't fit in anybody's culture because he's a ball hog. I don't think he fits in any of that stuff. But we need another score. So, To me, Harden is a Carmelo Anthony 2.0 version. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's, you know, when, when you think about Carmelo with the Knicks, he was an isolation guy, played the elbow, you know, you got down the court, pass him the ball, get out of his way, get the rebound, kick it back out to him. He's going to take another shot. He took 25, 30 shots a game, and, and that was that was kind of his game. Harden is kind of the same guy to me. Uh, I, I don't think Harden can play with anyone. 
I, and that's yep. what I was gonna, I was just going to ask you where does he fit in then? Cuz they got the freaking Bucks on here, they got the 76ers on here, the Miami Heat's on here. Uh at, at one point they were flirting with the Dallas Mavericks. What where does he go? Where does he go to if, fit in? If he goes somewhere it's got to be Philadelphia. You think they don't so? have a dominant player. I agree with that. Right. You think about Ben Simmons, he's he's a post underneath the rim, driving to the basket kind of guy. Embiid is the same way. He's a rebound, drive to the basket. They don't have a perimeter presence. Right. JJ Redick left last year. Al Horford just got traded away. So they're missing that three-point kind of outlet. Jimmy Butler was that guy a couple of years ago when he when he was there before he went to the Heat. Right. So I definitely think Harden, as far as the fit is best fit to go to a team like Philadelphia. And again, as a, if he goes to Philly, though, he has to understand something. Those fans are rough, ruthless. They are. They booed Santa Claus. Okay, these they guys. Do? These guys are rough. Philly fans love you. They hate you, and then they invite you over to, for dinner. They just. <laughs> it is what it is. So I, I agree with you. I think it's interesting to see where this is going to go. He's going to do. I, I hope he doesn't do like a LeBron James. This is my decision. You know, release press release. Just you know, go somewhere, sign the contract. We'll all hear about it on ESPN. You don't do the whole, don't do the whole nine. You know what I mean? Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Flipping a little gears here, and I want to get into it because I don't. I don't want to you know miss anything. The NCAA to me has been really screwed up these last couple of days. Oh boy, it's been really screwed up. You know, starting with this Michigan Ohio State shit. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stop you here, okay? Because what do we talk about? on our podcast earlier in this week and earlier last month about Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan had no chance in hell of beating Ohio State. And you literally said out your mouth, the only way this game, you better (laughs) pretend you have COVID to get out of this game because you're going to get an ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? It happened. And it fucking happened. It happened. Now, the only mistake... Michigan made is they declare COVID too soon because now, you know, so if you, if you miss the show guys, you know, you go back a couple of episodes, you know, we were talking about Michigan, Ohio state in the preview and the match of the big 10 championship and, 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 you know, being able to get into college playoffs this year. And we talked about the only way Ohio state doesn't make it is if Michigan state or Michigan can't play. Michigan State was like, hey, not us, guys. We don't want that kind of attention. We're going to play. We got our ass kicked. Michigan, on the other hand, said, Harbaugh, we'll give you a contract extension, but here's what you got to do. You got to find a way to beat Ohio State. Right. And Harbaugh walked into his team and said, all right, guys, we got to beat Ohio State. We're a 30-point underdog. What do we do? Some of the teams said, Coach, if we have COVID, can't play. We can't lose. They can't win. You know, it's a win win situation. Everybody gets to talk shit. We would have beat the shit out of you. We'd have beat right. the crap out of you, but it never would have happened. Never would have happened. Right. Harbaugh calls us, tells us, hey, listen, this is what I'm thinking about doing, guys. Can you guys leak the rumor? Again, <laughs> not make it legit. This and the other. We disclose it. <laughs> the next day, Michigan reports they have COVID cases they can't play. It's amazing. The problem that Michigan did is they didn't pull an FSU completely. What they should have done is stayed quiet the entire week, let Ohio State travel, because then the game would have been played in Michigan. And then on like Saturday, eh, about two hours before the game, <laughs> hey guys, we got like 10 cases of COVID. We can't play. Sorry, game's delayed. I think it's, I However, think it's crazy. They told them way too soon. 
So because they declare too soon, the Big Ten, and again, you and I both know this, Raul, money rules the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Big Ten stands to lose a ton of money if it doesn't have a representative in the college football playoffs. So what do we do? We amend the rules because we have to make sure Ohio State has a chance. That is, we are putting all of our eggs in one basket, and that is the the basket of the Ohio State University. So we're going to amend the rules, and and what the Big Ten did was they amended the rules where before you had to play a minimum of six games in order to be eligible for the conference championship. They said, you know what? It's COVID. It's 2020. Let's be flexible. So they made the rules where now they took that away. There's no minimum game requirement. And they basically said, we're going to place Ohio State in the championship game. And Northwestern, you're going to be the opponent. It's bullshit, man. So that's like, and I saw the example on social media, and I liked it a lot. It's a good correlation. Tomorrow, I'm going to drive 65 miles an hour in a 45-mile zone. Okay? Right. And I'm going to get pulled over. I'm going to tell the cop, you know what? Yeah, we should change that speeding limit because I don't like it. Right. It should be 65 instead of 45. That's what I think. It should be 65, not 45. It doesn't appeal to me. It's too slow. And the cop should say, you know what? We're going to, you know what, just like Ohio State and, and the Big Ten did, we're going to adopt your rule. We're going to change it. No ticket for you. We're going to change the speeding limit. This is this is the problem of college football, man. I, I said this when the when the COVID happened and teams weren't playing, and here they go. You cannot rank a team that has not played. I don't care what the schedule is if they did play. I don't care what they might have done last year in in, in some aspect. But if you're oh you're zero and zero, and a team is four and zero oh or five and zero oh on you, and you're still ranked number three or four in the nation, I told you this last time on the podcast. I think that's total crap. These guys might not get in, and we know when they start playing, they're going to bump them out anyway. But don't sit here and start a season with a team that has 0-0, zero and zero, which was Ohio State ranked number – or I'm sorry, not Ohio State, Notre Dame uh, was ranked very high, and then Ohio State was ranked even higher. And I'm like, wait a minute, Ohio State didn't even play. I don't play anybody. How the fuck – I mean, and they might dominate and kill everybody. Great. But you still haven't played the game, and you have to play the game. So now we don't play Michigan versus Ohio State. Somebody has COVID, and again, I agree with you. He didn't fully screw them over like FSU and then Mike Norville, which was priceless because I've never seen anybody get under Dabo's skin, but he definitely twice. got oh my He did God. twice. He did it to Clemson, and he did it to the next opponent. Absolutely. We're not playing you either. We're, we're going to wait there till Friday, and we're not going to go. It's crazy to me. What's also crazy to me is this whole COVID thing. You take a test. You, you, pop, you find you're positive. Okay. So – and I want to stop you there because I still think the college football playoff committee can make this right. I don't think they can. I still think you can exclude Ohio State from the playoffs because here's here's what's going to happen. Right? Florida is going to beat LSU this weekend. Right? They're going to play Alabama for the SEC championship game. Right. You got Clemson is going to play Notre Dame for the ACC championship game mm-hmm. in my opinion you're not gonna like this because you hate notre dame mm-hmm. however 
hear me out. I think Alabama is going to make the playoffs no matter what happens. Absolutely. If they lose to Florida or beat Florida, they're going to make it. Yeah. If Florida does upset Alabama, they're going to make it as well because they're the SEC champion. Yeah. They're going to make it regardless. So now you have Alabama and Florida. If yeah. Clemson beats Notre Dame, right, because they lost the first matchup without Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. you got to think they're the ACC champion. They have to make it in. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have three of the four spots filled. If you're the committee, are you going to pick a schedule-driven team like Notre Dame who has a resume? Or are you going to pick an Ohio State team that hasn't done anything? That's what I'm saying. I could, it comes down to that fourth spot is going to come down to Notre Dame or Ohio State. And I think the voters, the people that are on the committee are going to side with Notre Dame over Ohio State. And that's fine. I know. And, and that, that upsets you. It does a little bit. It does. But they're going to side with the Notre Dame over Ohio State be, simply because Notre Dame has had a tougher road than Ohio State has. And I understand. I, I get that. I can, I can, I can truly understand Notre Dame, Florida, Clemson, and Alabama. I can understand those. I can't understand Ohio State, and I have no idea why the Big Ten decided to do this fucking rule change. You know who? You know who's next under uh, Ohio State as far as wins is freaking the Indiana Hoosiers at six and one. The Indiana Hoosiers is second. Now there's a huge drop off after that. Right. There's a huge like their teams are two and three or two and five, and it's a huge drop off. But you mean to tell me you're going to change the rule and purposely screw over Indiana? Yeah. I don't think Indiana can hold a candle to Clemson. I don't think they can hold a candle to Florida or Alabama. That's not what I'm saying. Right is right. Fair is fair. If they did not meet the six game minimum. Indiana goes in and you play Northwestern, and that's and that's your champion. And that's that's, that's what you got to go with. That's but, it. But here's the thing: Big Ten know they they know what they were doing because if you put an Indiana team in against Northwestern, neither team can jump to four. Mm-hmm. Neither team can jump to four. So now you're left with a team on the outside looking in. Again, it's about the dollars. It really is. It's yeah. about the revenue. So right. you got to almost put yourself in a position where we're like, hey, we got to give ourselves the best shot to get into the playoffs, and that's Ohio State, unfortunately. Yeah, because of the huger fan base. I get that. But still, fair is fair and right is right, man. You know, it, I, I understand it's not Ohio State's fault that Michigan, you know, they, they purposely lied about their COVID test, and they're not going to get their six games. I get that. That's not their fault. It ain't Indiana's either. It ain't right. those guys' fault. Now that I can do, should have played your six games. Sorry, sorry it happened to you. Let me get in. And they're gonna get their Indiana's gonna get their freaking ass kicked. But again, again, why not give those guys a shot? Why not? That that to me seems like you're robbing a little bit out of the kids. You know what I'm saying? Because he's of, of the COVID test. And the NFL, the COVID test is is even crazier. You got Des oh, yeah. Bryant that was gonna play the freaking Cowboys. He's gonna go against his old rival team. And at warm-ups, they pull him out. Have you seen these tweets? They pull yeah, him out of so, warm-up, and they tell him, you got COVID. What? What's crazy What's crazy about this situation is, and, and again, we've talked about it. There's a conspiracy here going on. Absolutely. I just can't figure out what's the end game. Jerry found a way to get a positive test 
and basically say, screw you, Des, you're not going to play against us. You, we are not going right. to allow you to stick it to us. Well, Des seems very angry against the Ravens on, on the tweets. He's, he seems like he's is directed to Baltimore. Well, and it should be because that's the team that manages him and that's the team that, that does a test. But here's what I don't understand is a player tested, quote-unquote, inconclusive and then tested supposedly positive the next day. Well, I'm talking about the next day. He takes two tests. They're both negative. Right. So what was... How do you go from inconclusive to positive to now negative twice? Right. And that's what he's complaining about. He's upset about this stuff. He even let out a tweet that he's not coming back to the NFL because of this crap. He, he thinks somebody did this to him on purpose. And I think he's right. I think he's right. You tested positive the night before. The next morning, you're negative. If that's the case, we need to go get some of his blood samples. We need to figure out what how he fights corona from the inside. Because he <laughs> apparently is the cure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Poor Des Bryant, man. Because I was Jerry, Jerry called somebody, made sure the test was positive because he did not want to get embarrassed on a national stage by Des Bryant acting a fool. And when I say acting a fool, it's him getting seven catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown against his former team. I think he didn't want him to run in the middle of the star like Terrell Owens didn't freaking open oh, up. Oh, you know he was going to. Oh, man, he would have did the whole oh, nine. He would have done the X. He would have done the oh, X in yeah. the middle of the star. Absolutely. And, and you never know. I feel bad for that guy that didn't get to do it. Staying along the lines of Dallas, staying talking about Jerry Jones, your boy Dak Prescott, Does he is he going to stay? Is he going to be a cowboy? Do they give him the contract he wants? What what is what what do you think might happen there? Because Dak, I saw Dak on the crutches. He shows Zeke uh, that he can walk a little bit, that he's okay. He's got his balance somewhat, or whatever the case is. I don't think he's going to make a comeback for this year. It'll be definitely next year. But who does he go to if he stays in Dallas? So this injury has done nothing but solidify Dak Prescott's worth to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. And again, I, I love to give you fun facts. As, as we do on the show all the time, when Dak Prescott was a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, they averaged 34 and a half points a game. Really? That was the highest in the NFL. You know what's happened since Dak Prescott's left? No. They now average 16 and a half points a game, Jeez. which is tied for 31st in the league, only behind the New York football Jets, who are 32nd in the league. Who are purposely losing. Right. <laughs> who are they're purposely trying to, trying to lose. And they're still ahead of you. <laughs> and they're still, and, and, and yeah. So it's one of those situations where Dak Prescott now has proven his worth even through an injury. You think about the, the quarterback carousel in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Bears need a quarterback. The Jets Horribly. need a quarterback. The Colts, I still I think need a quarterback because I don't think Phil Rivers is the answer for them there. Uh, the Bucks need a quarterback potentially as well. For two, with, yeah, looking with, down the road, already yeah. getting older. You think about the Saints with Drew Brees getting older as well. I think Matt Ryan is out oh, in gosh. Atlanta. Yeah, so that may be a situation as well where they're looking for a quarterback as well, and that's just some of the teams. Right. right, the Patriots are going to be in the market for a quarterback as well. Cam Newton, it's a one-year deal. Yeah. If you, if they have the chance to get a, a younger version and Dak Prescott to come over 
and do what he's been doing with, with the crew over the New England, you got to figure he's an option as well. Who knows what's going to happen with the Eagles? <laughs> right, because Wentz just got benched. So Wentz got benched for Jalen Hurts, and then you got Washington, who they don't have a quarterback at all. Right. Imagine how much of a slap in the face it'd be to the Cowboys to lose Dak Prescott to their own division to the Redskins or the Washington football team. Washington football team. Lose him, lose him there. So if anything, the market for quarterbacks has gone up. I think Dak is going to get well, well north of $35 million a year. Really? For sure. I think he's going to be in the 35 to $40 million a year. Uh, and, and I think he's go- now to your original question. Does he leave Dallas? If Prescott wants to be successful, he leaves Dallas. I, yeah. And I, do you say that because of McCarthy? I say because McCarthy. I say because of ownership. I think I don't yeah. think Jerry Jones is a very good owner, general manager. Right. I agree. And I think it's going to be the carousel. I think it's going to be the round robin. Oh, Prescott sucks. I mean, think about all the stuff we heard about the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is making Jason Gary look like God to the Cowboys. Like it, it, right now, it looks like he kept it all together. Yeah. Cowboys are like, please come back, Jason Gary. You're 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 really not as bad as we thought you were, considering how well he kept it together out of the media, this, that, and the other. Uh, it's kind of showing. I think McCarthy's one and done. The, the only way, Maybe, yeah. in my opinion, that Dak Prescott comes back to the Cowboys is if Eric, the OC from KC, becomes the head coach of the Cowboys. You think so? If that guy becomes the, the, the head coach of the Cowboys as a quarterback, I'm saying I'm going to go play for that guy because that guy's a genius. We've seen what he's doing with Mahomes. I, I would go play for him. Right. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I think Wentz getting benched for Hurts now, it becomes another quarterback question. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I don't know if Dak stays. I don't know if he stays. I think he might stay, but I don't know if he stays. But you have Wentz now who might be on the market because you just mentioned there's a lot of teams out here that need help. They knew There's a lot of teams that need backup quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams that need starting quarterbacks. These guys could potentially go to another team and just flourish under a new kind of regime offensive setting, head coach, different atmosphere, all that stuff. It, they can very well be on that on that path to get it done. You know what I mean? With Lee, with talking about quarterbacks, the playoff pitcher is looking closer and closer to who's the dominant teams on in the AFC and the NFC. What is your thoughts on playoffs? Because right now I have it, Chiefs, Saints, Packers, Steelers is somewhere being in the mix. And as we get closer and closer to week 16, It'll definitely be a clearer picture of who's going where and what needs to happen. But as you stay four weeks out, three weeks out, you're like, okay, this is kind of where we're heading in the playoffs. What do you think? You think the Chiefs in the you think the Chiefs are not, you know, are they overrated? They're I think they're freaking real, but what do you think, man? So in the playoffs, the one thing, the two things that propel you to win games is a running game and a defense. Those travel no matter where you go, in the snow, in the rain, in a dome. If you right. can run the football and you can play great defense, that's going to win you games a football in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. So the issue I have with some of these teams, and I've said it before, I think the Steelers are pretenders. Yeah. I don't think they're as good as advertised. They lead, and I tagged you in a post earlier this week. Yeah, you did. They lead the league in drops. That does not bode well. 
Especially in the playoffs. Roethlisberger is not pushing the ball down the field because he can't. I told you that that elbow surgery situation he had. They don't have a running game. And you think think about the last time you thought of the Pittsburgh Steelers and not having a dominant power running game. Right. That's just not just not known for them. It's not their and that's not their DNA. Yeah, it's not their, right not now, their identity. I think they're outside of their DNA right now. And I think it's gonna hurt them. Mm-hmm. The 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 you know, the Chiefs, they're the Chiefs. They got Mahomes, they got Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. They have a running game when they want to have one. So I think they're gonna be okay. I hope so. I hope so. There's a lot going on there, but I hope so. Now, the team that I'm gonna tell you got the bye week at the right time. We're it's it's a wait and see. I know you don't believe it. I know you're gonna call <laughs> me out and say there's no way it happens. The Bucks are going to figure it out. The Bucks okay. had a bye week. I know you got to hear me out here. Sure. Bye week. They had the last bye week of the season. It's because he spent everybody getting on the same page. Brady creating his own playbook like we talked about yep. for weeks. And I th- and again, it's a and you've said this before. You said it on 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 Ruth the Truth show yesterday. It's about getting into the dance. And once you get in the dance, you have the same chance everybody else does. Yeah, the whole the whole season, you're you're back to zero zero. There is no wins, there so, is no losses. If the Bucks stay on their trajectory that they're on, they're gonna be the six seed in the playoffs. Okay, which means they're gonna get the Rams in round one, which they've already played and lost by three. So that's that's a toss up kind of game. It, it gets played in, in in you know in the Rams stadium out there in California. Then the following game, they get the Packers, who they destroyed at home. They did. Now, again, it'll be played in Lambeau Field, this and the other. I expect it to be a different game. But, again, it's a team they've played against, again, that they dominated. So they have a blueprint. Right. So you're talking about the first and second rounds, you get teams that you've already played against. And then you get the team, your arch nemesis, in the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. Right, who who could put any quarterback in apparently and win who football games? Anybody back there, Jesus. And 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 to me, I think third time's a charm. I think the Bucks can beat the Saints on the third go around in New Orleans to go to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs there. So that's my take. Again, I'm a Bucks fan, so I'm going to be biased by default. <laughs> I know it. That's okay. That, there's nothing wrong with it. But I do think those four teams we talked about. I think the four teams are going to make a distinct like run for it. The Steelers, when you pointed out to me, it didn't even dawn on me. I was like, you know what? He, he has a point. They really haven't played anybody. They really haven't been battle-tested, so let's see what's going to happen. These guys might be one one and done in the playoffs. Who knows? I agree. They might I be. So. There's a potential because, again, like I've always told everybody, you got to play the game. I don't care how good they are or how bad they are. you got to play the freaking game. Speaking of games, we haven't done our pickums, man. Oh, it's time we'll, we'll, for the pickums. It's time for the pickums. We're going to hit them real quick, man. I definitely want to get your opinion. Let me write this down. I got my pen out. I'm ready to go. There's no mistakes here. I think you're still leading in the pickums. I'm pretty sure of that. I am. I'm very confident I am. in that. Um, I want to start with a with a college team, if you don't mind. Of course, I'm going to bring my guys up, and these guys give us problems every single season. But we're playing North Carolina, the Miami Hurricanes versus North Carolina in North Carolina. I know William McDonald's excited about this because he's going to freaking tag me on Facebook every time there's a <laughs> coin toss, a freaking water break. He's going to freaking ruin my life. But who do you got, Miami or North Carolina? I know you're going with Miami. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Not even a choice. That's, that's where your heart is. Yeah. 
And I'm going to go Miami also because I think they make a statement. I think this is where the tide continues to turn for the for the Miami Hurricanes. I think they win the game, right. and this is what continues to propel them to being a team that's on the map officially. Not right. pretenders, but officially contenders going into 2021. I like the Hurricanes. I love them. I love them too, especially when yesterday I saw the report that Derek or De'Eric King uh, basically said, yeah, I'll come back and play here. Like he'll he'll come back his, his fifth year. You're gonna come back? Oh my god. Yeah, come have an even better season. Sure, bro. Let all these great quarterbacks go into the draft. And then you have a great freaking offseason into the season. So that's good. Staying on the line of my Miami teams, because you know I'm I'm we're hitting great this week. We have Dolphins versus the Chiefs. We just <laughs> talked about the Chiefs in the playoffs. Boy. We are eight and four. We are going against an eleven and one team, twelve and one team. They're freaking a, a seven headed monster, if you want to call it, with 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 their offense and their defense are freaking flying around now. They they're awake and they're playing to keep, uh, keep that record in good standing. You know what I mean? But who do you so got? You picking with your heart here? Are you gonna pick with your heart here? Or are you gonna pick logically? L- logically, I got I got to try to win this thing. My heart God, says so Miami Dolphins. So, but but. But your head says you got to pick the Chiefs. My head says I got to pick the Chiefs. They're in Arrowhead. Yeah, I got to pick the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah. And we both could be wrong. That's why you play the game. That's true. Uh, Vikings versus your Bucks, man. What do you think? Oh, I know where you're going here because you don't like the Bucks. I, I, I've officially I put you in the categorized. I've categorized you as a Buck I am not hater. a Buck hater. I'm just a, a, how can I say this? A Buck realizationist. Yeah, like, yeah, where is this? Guys, let's calm down here. It's his first year. He's not going to win a Super Bowl with these guys one year. Just relax. We're going to beat the shit out of the Vikings. I'm taking the Bucks. Okay, you're taking the Bucks. You got Bucks. Um, I think that's a good call. I think it's a good call. But if I have to pick any team to kind of flip flop to try to catch up to you, it'd be this one. I'm going to go with the the Vikings. Oh boy. I know. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I know. I know. Uh, the other one is Colts versus the Raiders. This one scares me just because, just because I have no idea what kind of Colts team is going to come out. Are you going to come out, you know, like the one the team you were two weeks ago? You know, that scares me. But who do you got, Colts or Raiders? I'll let you pick first. I've, I've been going first so far. Okay, sure. I, I want to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, a close loss last week. Um, almost with, with the exception of the most bonehead play call ever <laughs> right up there with not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch it's right up there maybe even above it was Greg Williams calling a cover zero against the team to potentially get them a win which screw them up but I still like the Raiders I, I don't know what it is about that offense but I really like the Raiders so because they almost lost to the Jets is why I'm taking the Colts mm. I don't think they're legit yet I think they got issues on yeah. both sides of the ball I like the Colts great defense very stingy Defense. I yeah. like them to pull it out. They're three point favorites. I like them to win by three. Just like you said about your playoff hunt team that that's freaking being dominant. The Steelers are playing the Bills. This is going to be a real good game. It's a trap game. It, it is. The Steelers have, have the ability to potentially go down two games in a row and back to back weeks. Yep. yep. I'm taking the Bills. That's a good one. I'm taking the Bills in an upset. I, I mean, I, I think. Uh, you know, again, the Steelers lead lead the league in drops. They've also don't have a running game. They're playing in Buffalo. Weather's going to be an issue. Potential snow out there as well. You got Stephon Diggs that's been playing well. You got Josh Allen that's been playing well. I think the Bills 
squeak out a win. And that's not a bad call, man, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Steelers. I'm, I'm going to feel like Mike Tomlin's going to get that train back on track. I think they're going to play them. I think this is going to be a good test. We talk about adversity and be it battling. This is going to be a really good test for uh, for the Steelers. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we have a Monday night football game and then, of course, our toilet bowl game. The Monday night football game looks like to be a really good one. Two teams that we had expectations that totally flipped on us midway through the season. Everybody's expecting the Ravens to come back and do exactly what they've been doing this entire time last season, being dominant, running the football, Lamar Jackson making these crazy decisions and 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 just showing his athleticism. And then you have the Browns, who are literally nine and three, sitting good, who wow. nobody thought would be nine and three. Baker, who did a tremendous slide into a pitcher. I don't know if you saw that celebration. It was amazing. He slid, spun around, and did this pitcher thing for his receiver. Oh, he's great at commercials and post-game celebrations. Oh, he's yeah. good at that. He, he's got a face for TV. a different story. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. Uh, but it has the Ravens versus the Browns. Who do you like? Who do you think wins the game? So, I'm taking the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win the game because I think the Ravens figure something out against the Cowboys. Okay. They figured out that J.K. Dobbins is a better running back than Mark Ingram. I totally agree with you. Same height, same kind of build, but yeah. They figured it out. Mark Ingram has has achieved his downward peak right now. That makes sense. Where his body's wearing out on them. I don't think he's as explosive as he's been. And, and, And I think it took COVID and this extended you know, bye week for the Ravens to kind of figure that out. J.K. Dobbins has been running the ball great. Gus Edwards has been doing a great job. I think that's the way they continue to play. They ran for almost 300 yards against the Cowboys on yes, they did on Tuesday football. And now against the Cowboys, the, the the Browns are not the Cowboys. But because the running game, like we talked about earlier, travels. And I think they take that to Cleveland and they beat the Browns, who if the Browns can, can pull off two – Back-to-back games against legit teams because they, they fall in the face against the Steelers early in the year. They beat the Titans in a very convincing matter, but yep. they almost let the Titans come back. It came down to an onside kick when the Browns were up by two or three scores and they allowed the Tennessee Titans to come all the way back. That concerns me. I'm taking the Ravens. That's not a bad pick. I'm I'm sitting there signing with you. I think they continue that train. I think the Browns have a tough, tough time stopping the run. I think that's what's going to exceed. I think Dobbins is going to have another big day. It's good to go. Our toilet bowl game, I'm going to pick it right now. I'm going to let you guys know it's Cowboys versus the Bengals in our toilet bowl game of the week, which means basically we don't want to watch this. We're going to wipe ourselves clean of our memory and drop it in the toilet. The the NFL already moved the Cowboys from a primetime game. Who would have thought the Cowboys get moved from a primetime game from national television in a peak End of the year game, but however, who are you taking? Right. In the I, I'm gonna take the. Oh I'm gonna take the Cowboys because the Bengals are in such a bad shape. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna yeah, take the Cowboys. I gotta take the Cowboys too because they have more healthy people and do. better athletes. Uh, I, I I don't know a player outside of Giovanni Bernard that plays for the Bengals, and 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 T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I don't know anybody else that plays for them. Which, I can name like 19 Cowboy players. So right. They're out there. I, I think it's going to be one of those situations. Now, I don't expect the Cowboys to 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 run away with it. I don't either. The Cowboys, are the Cowboys. <laughs> they're going to find a way to keep it close. That's true. You're right about that. But I do think they win the game. 
Well, that's good, man. That's our pickups, man. The Cowboys. That's it's going to be a good game, good battle test to see what to see how they do it. You know what I mean? It's going to be it's going to be good for them. That's our pickups, man. Listen, George. They have Bloomingdale versus St. Thomas Aquinas. I know this is a huge game. I know there's probably sold out. Were you able to get tickets, George? Oh, I'm there. You're I'm there. I'm on the sideline. Oh, I will good. be Facebook Live. Good. I'll be watching. Show the game for those that can't be there. I will be there. Sideline access. That's right. I will be Facebook Live. Good. And those are good games, man. The home team. You guys got to root for the Bloomingdale Bulls. And and again, it's a powerhouse coming up here. St. Thomas. They don't make road trips to go home. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't make the road trips for nothing. So it's. I think that's going to be a huge game. You also got the freaking amazing Jesuit uh, going against American Heritage. Also tonight, if you guys want to watch catch a game, I'm pretty sure there's tickets for that one because nobody really goes to watch Jesuit unless you're <laughs> at Jesuit. <laughs> nobody buys tickets for those guys. But you definitely go have some fun. If you had to pick them, George, if we had to do a pick them for this one, who do you got, Bills or St. Thomas Aquinas? I'm sorry, Bills, Bulls. I'm going Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale's going to win. Trey Simmons has shown, we know this from the young man. Oh, We've yeah. coached him long enough. It's never too late to win a football game when the ball's in his hands. Yeah. He's done it game after game, year after year. He did He did it against Tech the first time. He did it against Tech the next time. With seven seconds left, he drove the team down for a game-winning fake field goal in that situation. I don't think they're ever out of a game. They have a good defense. And, and again, that travels yeah, with does. them, right? You know, good defense always travels, especially in the playoffs. Uh, I, I wonder if St. Thomas Aquinas, you know, because of COVID – they only played six games, seven games so far. Bloomingdale's played 12. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they might not have that. I wonder if St. Thomas Aquinas isn't at a full steam schedule like it normally would be in a normal year where right. Bloomingdale's clicking all cylinders now. They're, this is their 13th game that they've played. So right. I think that plays a role into it. Again, they got to travel. They got to come to Bloomingdale. It's a house environment. That crowd at Bloomingdale is definitely electric there. So I'm going to give the edge slight. To Bloomingdale because of that and, and those seniors. I think Ajahi Hall plays a phenomenal game against St. Thomas Aquinas. And, and then I like Jesuit. I like Jesuit to beat American Heritage. Yeah. I think this is going to be the first time in a very long time, if ever, that Tampa Hillsborough County has two teams in the state championship game. Yeah. I think Jesuit punches a ticket. I think Bloomingdale does as well. What are your thoughts? I think it's going to be amazing. Going back to Trey Simmons, it always seems like there's there's no moment that's too big for him. You know what I mean? There's 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 just nothing that that can really rattle that kid. You know what I'm saying? And and God bless him. There's more colleges are looking at that. Like okay, huge game against Tech. He delivers a beautiful pass coming out the pocket. I don't know the receiver, so I apologize. No disrespect to him or his family. What an amazing route, amazing catch. And he'd be able to drop a dime in there between two or three guys. It was he, The moment's never too big for him. I think the team's going to lean on him. I think he's ready for it. I think he, he can deal with the pressure. Bloomingdale, I think, is going to give one hell of a game to St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, for me, it's going to be St. Thomas Aquinas. Just because I know they have played six games. But they're they're still like I, I don't know, man. This is gonna this is really gonna come down to special teams, in my opinion. I really think special teams decides. You know, it, if you're flipping field position between punts, I think this is where it splits hairs. You know what I mean? Because they are so loaded on both sides of the team, both sides of the ball. I'm talking about Bulls and I'm talking about St. Thomas. They're loaded. Yeah, man. I mean, it's one of those things where I mean, St. Thomas Aquinas has put more players 
in the NFL than any other high school in the country. Right. <laughs> that that says a lot about their program, their coaching staff. Shout out to them and what they do. Absolutely. But again, the Bulls got some dudes on their own. They do. They're going to make some noise and, 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 and are going to go quietly into the night. Yeah. Um, and they're going to put up a fight, and Trey Simmons is going to lead that charge. I, I believe so, too. Jesuit, I think, gets the win over American Heritage. I don't know if you ever – I did happen to watch a Jesuit game. Jesus. That's, that's like a little mini college over there. Like, that, they're playing. They they, and you know what's funny? They don't even look the same Jesuit that I remember for these last couple of years. They've done something totally different, running totally different offense concepts, um, and the defense is completely biting. And, of course, you, you, you got the young man – at running back over there, JoJo, who is just lighting it up, oh, man. My God, man. And you and I know JoJo from, from FBU. seven, eight years old. We've yeah. seen him grow up through youth and and, yep. and, and doing what he's always done, which Absolutely. is dominating on the football field when he gets a ball in his hands. Exactly. And, and it, it's it's very few times you ever see a running back look like they're running from something. Now, now I'm not saying I'm not saying to be funny. I'm saying that like they're running from emotions, like they're they're everything that they bottled up from the week or whatever, like they just run, you know what I mean? This kid is, is electrifying. Anytime he touches the football, you got to hold your breath because he can go 90 from anywhere. So um, I think Jesuit gets the win, man. I really do. I think it's going to be an exciting Friday night for Hillsborough County. It's going to be awesome for everybody, man. So if you got time, go check out these two teams. If you don't have time, still check out the teams on Facebook. Root for your guys, for your local guys. It, it's going to be one hell of a of a party when these guys make it in and they punch their ticket. You know what I mean? So, uh, But with that said, George, it's all the time we really have, man. Uh, I love doing these shows with you. I can't wait to do more. And just so you guys know on On The Clock Radio, we're going to get back to our normal time of Monday, Thursday type of routine here. Uh, we kind of went up flexing because of the holidays and freaking moving. And, and I went through a very hard time with with lifting weights and, and running. <laughs> and I wasn't exactly showing the best energy. So stick around with us, man. Stay locked in. If you haven't done so, subscribe for free. We love listening to you or listen to the fans also on the email. So keep those coming as well, man. Wear your mask. Be good. Don't do anything crazy this weekend. I'll see you Monday. Yeah. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe and follow. Like Raul mentioned, you can find us on social media by simply searching on the clock radio. Join the debate. Uh, visit our, base, our Facebook page at OTC Sports Talk and uh, visit our website, OTC Sports Talk.com. Until next time, you're on the clock.